Greetings. I hope you are well, and I pray that you are happy. My name is Father John, and I want to welcome you to this podcast, which is simply a daily boost to set your heart on the path of love for God and love for one another. We spend time in prayer, hear a scripture passage, and then I will share a brief reflection to lift our spirits and discover perhaps an idea, a thought that challenges and assists you towards spiritual growth and a strong dynamic conviction to accept and follow Jesus. These reflections are not meant to be scholarly, but rather a spark of love and light for the journey. And now my friends, let us close our eyes and open our hearts. Our prayer today comes from Psalm 1. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. He is like a tree planted near running waters, that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does, prospers. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like chaff, which the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the wicked vanishes. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Our reading today is is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he's comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. 
Let them listen to them. He said, oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. This word that we have before us to, it today is, 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 is our treasure for our thoughts. We come face to face with the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man is dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dying sumptuously each day. Lazarus is dressed in sores, sores all over his body and dines on the scraps thrown at his feet. Notice that the man with all the luxury does not have a name. He is simply referred to as rich. On the other hand, the man with nothing is called Lazarus. He has a name. So right from the start, I realized that the poor, the marginalized, the downtrodden, the homeless, the people who do not look like me or act like me, they have a name. They are all someone. Someone who needs respect. Someone who must be recognized. Every person, every person on the streets has a name. How ironic that today we realize that it is the rich man with no name. Now, after that introduction, we encounter death. Death. This will happen for each and every one of us. One might be able to escape trials and tribulations or get away with, how does that slogan go? Uh, get away with murder. But you and I cannot escape death. So after the introductions of the rich man and Lazarus, we go straight to their death. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. The poor man was carried away. The rich man was simply buried, period. Sounds final. But when you hear of Lazarus being carried away, it sounds more like a continuation of life. The rich man's life was over. If you base your life on what you have, then when you die, you do not have anything anymore. And so there is only death, buried, it is over. Now from the netherworld where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am suffering torment in these flames. 
You know, it's interesting. The rich man never recognized Lazarus while alive, sitting at his gate, crying out. He never cooled the tongue of Lazarus. He never embraced him in his time of need. Now, all of a sudden, he notices this man, Lazarus, and has the audacity to say, send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I'm suffering down here. You see, just like in life, if we have not been focused on anything else but me, myself, and I, then I'm going to carry that same attitude beyond the grave. We have the same attitude afterwards. Take care of me in life. Take care of me after death. This is not about you. People who refuse to see the poor now and to recognize the issues that so many are facing now will remain that way after death. Just look at our world right now. People are crying for help, no fault of their own. People cannot pay their rent. People are being forced on the street. Now is the time to act before it is too late. We will all be called to give an accounting of our lives. You know, I think of the verse in Luke's gospel, chapter 12, verse 48. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. You know, there is one sin I think we forget about at times, and that is the sin of omission. We focus on the things we do wrong, the evils we commit, but not on the things we should be doing and don't do. We might not be doing anything wrong and really do not realize that we're still living in sin. <laughs> the rich man did not go out of his way to hurt Lazarus. He never did him any harm. He just did not recognize his presence. In our act of contrition, we say forgiveness for what we have done, and here it comes, what we have failed to do. Someone might say to me, you know, I have done nothing wrong, Father. And I say, well, good for you. And then I ask, oh, by the way, um, what have you done for the poor, the homeless? What have you done for the person crying out for help? Just silence. Not sure how to answer that. In the letter of James, chapter 4, verse 17, there is a verse that makes this very clear. For, for, so for one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, it is a sin. We are called to see Jesus in every person we meet, in every Lazarus we encounter. I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was a stranger, I was naked, I was ill, I was in prison. You know, I have one more story I want to share. 
It is about a funeral I had for a woman I knew for many years. She lived in Tillamook, Oregon. She was a strong-willed uh, individual and at times rather critical. But for the most part, a very loving and, and caring person. When the funeral was over, in the back of church, I saw a man dressed in a, a very nice suit, a man I have never seen before. I approached him and said, how did you know her? He said to me, and I have to be honest, something that was so amazing. He said, I was homeless on the streets and nowhere to turn. She took me in, allowed me to stay in her home. She trusted me. She got me on my feet and my life has never been the same because of her love for me. When I looked at him, you would have never known he was homeless. Digging deeper, I discovered that many of her friends and some family said to her, bad idea. You are making a mistake taking them, they use the word them, into your home. I realized there was more than one, something I really didn't know about her. But she would have nothing of what she heard from them. She was, as I mentioned, strong-willed. Wow, I thought I knew her. But this even opened my eyes about this woman who recognized Jesus in him and the others that she took in. You know, she was a faithful Catholic, always in church. So my friends, don't get so wrapped up in in what you have, your riches, your, your fame. Don't only focus on, on what you're doing wrong. Recognize what you're not doing for others. Recognize the person next to you. I want you to notice that he or she has a name. It is Lazarus. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.